Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. We're back. Uh, one of my favorite times of the week, Earl Stewart on Cars. And we've uh, been doing this show for a long, long time. We're on the True Oldie Station, which you need to realize is not all music, True Oldies. Uh, we're also information. And the name of this show, Earl Stewart on Cars, will give you a hint. We're all about cars. We're all about how to buy or lease or maintain or repair a car without being ripped off by your car dealer. We've got a team of experts, and I say that um, immodestly. Uh, we've been in the business, all of us, for quite a while. We're in the retail automobile business in total transparency. But what this show is, it's not an infomercial. You have to understand, Earl on Cars is an informational show. It's a consumer advocacy show, really. Uh, we are here to help you, whether you want to buy a Chevrolet or a Ford or a Rolls-Royce or whatever you want to buy. Uh, we're here to help you make that experience with your car dealer uh, a pleasant one, or as pleasant as can possibly be. Uh, some people say they'd rather have a colonoscopy than buy a car. But uh, we can make it a better deal than that for you. If you listen and you call, we're a call-in show, live radio talk. That's exciting to us. That's the reason that Nancy and I, Nancy is my co-host, and you'll uh, I'll introduce her shortly. But uh, we look forward to this every week. And we've been doing it now for 12 or 13 years. Started out as a little half-an-hour show. Now we're two hours, 8 to 10. Uh, and you're going to call in, 877-960-9960, or you're going to text us at 772-497-6530, or you're going to post on Facebook, or you're going to check us out on YouTube or Twitter. Uh, we're all over the place. We're streaming live. You can watch us in living color. And... Uh, but the most important part of the show is your feedback, uh, your questions, your comments. We even have an anonymous link that you can talk to us without being identified. Uh, communication, transparency, that's what we're all about. Uh, we're kind of the enemy of the car dealers because we talk candidly. We have a mystery shopping report. If you haven't heard the show or seen the show, wait till you see this mystery shopping report for 12 years, 13 years, every week we go out somewhere in South Florida and we, I want to say, terrorize the dealer. Not really. Uh, as a matter of fact, my son Stu is also in the studio with us. Uh, he's our cyber guy. Stu said, you know, um, we have more people on our recommended dealer list than we do on our do not buy list. So we have all sorts of sources of information for you. You can access all of these sources. We can overwhelm you today. We probably will a little bit with uh, links and telephone numbers. But if you go to EarlOnCars.com, that's the only one you really need, EarlOnCars.com, www.EarlOnCars.com. That way you can find out all the ways to reach us, the telephone numbers and all the pages, you know, like the good dealer, bad dealer list. We even have an anonymous link. You can find that on EarlOnCars.com. So... Your input is just vital. The more, the better. Post, text, call, whatever you like to do. Uh, we will drop everything when you call. We, we really need to hear from you. Why am I here? I, why am I here? Why, why have I been doing this successfully for all these years? 
You remind me of Everybody. Uh, <laughs> the 1992 presidential campaign. Never yeah, right, started. exactly, right. That's another show. <laughs> who am I? That's very true. Why am I here? Who, who Why am I here? Exactly. <laughs> we're here because you want us to be here. You, you We're here because you told Gallup in 1977 that you don't trust car, car dealers. You, the American public, were polled and have been polled every year since 1977. And they ask you every year, who do you consider the most honest and ethical businesses, most honest and ethical. And every year, that's 40-some-odd years, you said car dealers are the worst. And that's what I said earlier. Would you rather have a colonoscopy, or would you rather go into a car dealership and buy a car? I don't know. It's a toss-up. But if you listen to this show, you'll find out how you can overcome the problems that you encounter with car dealers. Car dealers exist in the past century. They're doing business the way they did almost 100 years ago. They are haggling and hassling. They're bait and switching. They're being dishonest. They tread on that fine line between honesty and dishonesty, but they always almost err on unethical behavior. You can't get sued or go to jail because you're unethical, but you can be sued or go to jail if you are dishonest. So they try to walk that fine line. They often fall on the wrong side of the honesty, and we talk about it. And that's another reason why Earl Stewart on Cars, Earl on Cars, is such a unique, entertaining show. I say entertaining unashamedly because if all we did was inform you, uh, you could buy a book. Matter of fact, I wrote a book. Uh, Professions of a Recovering Car Dealer, but reading books is not as much fun as interacting and listening to a show, mystery shopping report, uh, a little humor here and there. Uh, we try to be entertaining because we want you to listen. We don't expect you're going to be listening to us for two hours. Tune in for 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, you'll enjoy it, and you'll come back, and you'll tell your friends. I understand we have one of the highest-rated shows on this station, and so that tells us we're being successful. Now, um, I'm starting to carry on, but I've got to in introduce Rick Kearney. Rick Kearney is our technical guy. Used to call him a mechanic back 12, 14 years ago. Then we switched to uh, technician, auto technician. It's got a little class, and now we're to call him an auto computer scientist because the car you're driving is more of a computer than it is a car. It's got four wheels. The rest of it's all computer, and you have to have a guy like Rick Kearney to work on your car or someone as educated as Rick Kearney, and he really does have all the answers. So if you have any questions, Rick is the guy to call 877-960-9960 or text us at 772-497-653 or post on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And Rick has been with me. We've known each other for 20-some-odd years. You're probably yep. pushing 30 and the number that you've uh, almost twenty five years that we've been around together, and uh, like twenty seven years, twenty eight years in the oh, automotive business. Yeah. And this guy goes to school all the time. Half the time I'm looking for Rick. I'm sorry, Rick. So he's he's away <laughs> school. Right. You have to do that. By the way, you ought to check with your doctor too. You know, I don't like to go to old doctors anymore. I'm afraid they haven't caught up. Technology is going at warp speed. If you knew all, everything that there was to know about cars 20 years ago, and a lot of you out there do know a lot, mm -hmm. and you didn't keep up in the past 20 years, forget about it. Oh, yeah. You can open a hood now, you'll have no idea what you're looking at. 
In fact, there is really nothing. The under the hood is just a vast monolith, a series of modules. You got some plugs that you plug in. You look at your computer, and that's the way you figure it out. So, and next to uh, Rick is Nancy Stewart, my co-host, uh, my partner in life, the love of my life. But she's also a very smart lady, and she's also a very strong advocate for females. And we are living in the hashtag uh, Me Too world. We're finding out that ladies are starting to realize <clears throat> that they've occupied the second place for too long. And car dealers, if, as I said earlier, they're frozen in time. Oftentimes, the ladies don't get treated the way they should when they go into a car dealership. And Nancy uh, is fed up with that. And she's got some great ideas for you. And she'll share those. She loves to hear from the ladies in the audience. I won't give it away, but she's got a very, very special offer. Regular listeners know what it is, but we have a special offer for new female callers. And uh, I'm just going to throw the ball to Nancy. She can tell you about it right now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us here at Earl, Car Earl Stewart on Cars. And ladies, for the first two new lady callers, I have $50 for each one of you. So give us a call, comment, opinion, a question, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. The only way you can win that $50 is by calling, though. Back to Earl Stewart. Well, we also have uh, a fourth member in this uh, studio here at the, uh, the radio station. Uh, he's my son. He's also Earl Stewart. But for, uh, we don't want to confuse the Earls, so we call him Stu. And Stu is, uh, he's our link between us and cyberspace. And uh, we have Jonathan Cantor in the control room, by the way. He informed us today that we're streaming everywhere. It's frightening. We're streaming live, Facebook, uh, Periscope, YouTube, Twitter. It's going out into cyberspace. We can be, I'm afraid we're going to be overwhelmed with communication. Interesting. Nancy? But. But. Are we streaming in Palermo? Ah. Yes. Jonathan? Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All world, over the world. We are worldwide. Speaking of Palermo, <laughs> I would love to hear some for some folks out of the United States. We do occasionally, but it would really be cool to hear from some Australians or, you know, Middle East or uh, you know, anywhere, uh, South America, yeah, exactly. and we're, we're worldwide, and everybody has got a car problem. You know, I used to think it was only U.S. car buyers, but uh, I find out that all over the world, for some reason, car dealers do it differently. You can buy a refrigerator, a TV set, a home, anything else. Your second most expensive purchase, the automobile, is like horse trading. It's uh, haggling and hassling. Uh, it's uh, lack of transparency. So Stu's there for you, and uh, he's going to keep a list. Actually, we got so much streaming going now. Rick is monitoring a couple things. Nancy's monitoring. I'm monitoring. So we have all the input. But bring, uh, bring it to us, folks. We need some posts. We need some uh, posts on Facebook. I think it's probably the favorite for most of you, Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And, uh, we got and, and we can't forget our text number. Oh, text number. 772-497-6530. Yep. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? We relied so heavily right. on the text number. Now we're getting a majority of our input on the posting. But uh, there's a lot of texters out there. I'm a texter. 
I love texting. You do. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And and uh, let me let me announce that number again, Auntie. If you're listening in Palermo, Sicily, <laughs> give us a call. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We'd love to hear from you. I'm sure you've got car problems out there too. Very good. Um, in those Fiats. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mention the Fiats. <laughs> just to, just to uh, repeat myself a little bit on the mystery shopping report, I, I take great pride in that, and uh, I'm I'm surprised myself when I hear myself say that we've been mystery shopping car dealers in South Florida for 13 or 14 years every week. And we've actually done multiple shops beyond that because we do a lot of telephone shopping. Uh, for a while there, we were doing like 10, 15 telephone shops a week. Uh, uh, we have Doug on the line. Uh, I was back and forth texting with uh, Doug, and he was going to let Ollie call, but he decided to take his place. So, Doug, <laughs> <laughs> Doug good morning. <laughs> Good morning, you guys. I want to talk to Ollie. <laughs> yeah, did you take the phone away from Ollie this morning? Ollie's a kitty cat. <laughs> well, if I could go live, you could see Ollie. He's just laying down. Oh, <laughs> what can um, we do for I this morning? <laughs> he wants a new car. Yeah. How long has Ollie owned you, Doug? How long? Huh? <laughs> I wonder how how long Ollie how long Ollie has owned you and Sam. I understand that oh, okay. he's the boss. So he came to our house in 1999, ah. which makes makes him almost 20 years old. Oh, boy. <laughs> good morning, Sam. He, he says good morning to you. Uh-huh. And good morning <laughs> to your lovely wife. Thank you. We have three events today because I'm a musician, as you know, so I have three events today and I'm just like trying to chill out for a while and then my first event is at 11 and my next is at 2 and then my last one is at 7. Wow, you're a busy guy. Wow. You guys should come see me sometime. I I perform all the way up in Jupiter too sometimes like once a week. Well, when you get up in Jupiter, let us know for sure. That's great. Hey, our show must be pretty important to you, Doug, for you to be so busy and still fit us into your schedule. And all of us here at Earl Stewart on Cars want to thank you for that. Well, I love you guys and uh, appreciate. Yeah, so I have a technical question. I don't know if you could answer, but um, I have a Honda Civic Si and. And there's a company called Hondata, H-O-N-D-A-T-A, and they have a um, basically a kit that you can get so you can basically um, program your, your engine using uh, a computer mm-hmm. to, change, to change different um, things on, on the engine basically for for performance and for other things, and wanted to know your opinion on, hmm. um, on that kind of thing. Rick is the guy on that Honda. I wonder if that's part of Honda or they're just uh, borrowing Honda's name. They're they're borrowing yeah. part of the name there. Yeah. I think um, there's a lot of different companies that have, pr- have produced computer systems that you can tag in on the DLC. What's called the DLC three connector on the cars. The D is in David. It's David. Uh, the data link connector oh, okay, that's data. underneath the exactly. dash. Uh-huh. 
And yeah. yeah, basically what these things will do is they, they let you see what the sensors and actuators on the car are doing. Basically, you get to see some of the information from the computer. And there are certain, I'll call them parameters, that you can adjust or change a little bit for like shift right. points and things like that. However, bear in mind, you're not going to be able to change anything in that system that would affect the emissions of the car, and that's going to mean 90% of the actual engine controls. And that's because emission controls are federally mandated by the government that, uh, you know, it, it takes, you would literally have to be a computer hacker in order to hack into that engine programming and be able to change it to, like, make your four-cylinder Honda into a race car. So that's why that's <laughs> right. Well, believe it or not, there's there are companies that do that, but those vehicles are intended only for racing purposes, and they are legally allowed to do that yeah. as long as that vehicle is no never registered to run on the roads again in the United States. Doug, Doug do you have this, or are you thinking about <coughs> buying it? And if you're thinking about buying it, how much does something like that cost? I think it's like uh, nine hundred dollars. Well, that's a lot of money. Uh, that's and, interesting. Um, that is interesting. It's not cheap. No. And and the thing is, is they have videos all over showing, you know, the performance is better. This is better. Mm -hmm. There's no more hesitation on this and mm -hmm. all all this stuff. And in some cases, maybe better gas mileage too. So I was just looking into it, but first thing that occurred to me, first thing that occurred to me uh, would be to be sure to check with Honda. Uh, or a Honda dealer before you do that, and find out. Oh, if I did. They, they said our my dealer said that they would install it. Oh, okay. So it won't void the warranty or anything like that. Yep. Uh, sometimes when you modify cars, the manufacturers love to say that uh, you just voided your warranty. But uh, if they oh, say if they it. give you a thumbs up, then then uh, it would be interesting. I just I don't think I'd want to spend nine hundred bucks, but uh, maybe the price will come down on those things. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, on their website. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of different units, and they're basically they're they're controlling just certain things uh, that are federally allowed to be controlled, yeah, yeah. tampered with by the customer, as it were. Yeah. And obviously, those aren't things that are going to affect Honda's systems as much that they would void warranties. Yeah. So There's probably nothing there that a Honda dealer could not modify directly without having pretty much, to spend yeah. the 900 bucks. So if you had something you want to change, you probably ought to check with your Honda dealer and see how much he would charge for the change before you bought one of these babies. Well, I, actually, these units are meant to be installed and kept in place, yeah. and then you can make adjustments yeah. as you're going down the road. It's yeah, depending uh, on how many adjustments you want to make. Right. It's if, if you want to be able to use your car, take it to the racetrack on the weekends and, and race it on the track, which... A lot of people do that. A oh, lot really? of folks enjoy that. Yeah, they really? take their well, daily drivers well, to the I racetrack. Used to, I used to do that. I used to uh, go to when it was called Moroso. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Raced, and, uh, and I used to race RX-7s that were modified. Wow. And, and, and Porsches with uh, Champion Porsche Audi. Yeah. And um, I used to do that, so... Well, you, you've had an exciting know, life, uh, Doug, I'll tell you. I'm a, I'm a computer expert, so it, it fascinated me that I could, you know, go in there and, and see yeah. those different settings. But Science. it's a little too, a little too high in price. Yeah, it'll come down. Everything is coming down. Uh, everything, computer. it's all a matter of volume. And uh, once more people 
sign up for this sort of thing and they build more, the prices will come down. Like I say, you're driving the computer right now, Doug, and uh, and pretty soon uh, you'll be uh, you know uh, calling. You'll be walking out the door. A guy will pick you up, an old guy, and then pretty soon nobody will pick you up. You'll have an autonomous car picking you up. So um, technology is going at warp speed, and this is just a sign of the times. Exactly. Well, thank you guys hey, Doug. Uh, for taking my call, and Ollie says meow. Meow. Yeah, hey, uh, Doug, where do you play in Jupiter when you play out? Uh, there, there's a there's this club, um, something doors, Delta. and it's right on Indian Town Road and Federal Highway, and they do jazz. Um, they do a jazz night on Sunday, mm-hmm. okay. and I sometimes go there. Something doors. Why can't I think of it? I'm but it's, a, it's a very famous. It's a very famous restaurant and bar. I will Google and, it. Uh, <laughs> we'll I'll I'll text it on your. Uh, okay. As soon as I get, up, I'll text it, and and maybe you guys could come there. You got to get there early though, because yeah. usually every seat is taken up, and even the outside areas. We'll, we'll plug crazy. the show on our show. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, Sam, Molly, and Doug, thanks very much. Uh, good luck on your gig. You got three of them today. I like to use yeah, three. That's a musician term. I like yeah. to use that gig. You learned you learn that from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be playing the instruments. I'm going to be playing today is the yeah. clarinet, very and nice. I'm also going to be playing the saxophone and the flute, and also an instrument called the didgeridoo, oh, yeah. which wow. is an Australian yeah. instrument. Wow, so, we're impressed. Fantastic. We got some Australians on the Sunrise Club. I'll tell them tomorrow morning uh-huh. to be sure to tune you in on the didgeridoo. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to come to the beach and play it there while, yeah. you're, uh, there you go. while you're there. Uh-huh. We'll do it live. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. There you go. Thanks, Doug. We appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, Doug. And, hey, I, I, I'll impress you right now. I used to race at Watkins Glen. Think about that for a while. Give us a call. Feel free. <laughs> Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I'm showing my age. <laughs> Back to Earl Stewart. Yeah, how come we're not getting any posts? Usually we're flooded with posts, and uh, we're streaming now all over the place. I bet uh, Stu has a lot yeah. of. Oh, we do have a post. Texts, okay. Because there's come a on lot you, of questions. Come on, posters. Up. We got one. I got one for you. Uh, this comes from Ray and Hope Sound. He says, during last week's Mystery Shopping Report, you mentioned something about the used car term as is. Could you elaborate on that and tell me how I can protect myself? Okay. As is is a legal term. Uh, it has to be used by car dealers uh, when they sell a car that they will have zero warranty on. And uh, it's been in place I'm going to say 20 years, time flies, you know, and I can't remember exactly. been around a long time. And the way you will see that legally, you know, the Moroni label, the the retail uh, manufacturer's suggested retail price that has to be on a new car, the as-is label has to be on a used car. There's a used car label, and every used car must have it. And there's a box there that says as-is. If the car is being sold with no warranty, they have to check that box. It is required by law. If they don't do it, shame on them. It's a violation, uh, penalty, uh, sometimes pretty serious penalties if you don't have your sticker, your used car as is sticker. Now, there are certain warranties that 
are inherent and they cannot wave with as is. And there's, I don't want to get too technical here, but there's something called an implied warranty of merchantability. An implied warranty mm-hmm. of merchantability, which means that any product you sell, including a car, has to do what the purpose of the product is. So if you buy a washing machine that won't wash, you still have a warranty on it. If you buy a car that won't run, you still have a warranty on it. Um, but that's pretty vague. And the best thing to do is buyer beware. You see that as is? Take that car to your mechanic, pay the mechanic 100 bucks, <coughs> 150 uh, whatever it requires to give that car a thorough going over and say, listen, I want to know whether this car has got a clean bill of health or not. And then you take it back to the dealer and say, okay, I'll buy it or no, I won't. Or maybe you say, I'll buy it if you fix this and this. But as is is a red flag. Mm. And it basically lets the dealer off the hook for almost everything. Okay. 877-960-9960. And Stu, I think you have a... Oh, no, we're, all, we're caught up. We just yeah. had the one. Okay, well, I'll ask this question. Uh, we have someone who texts us and asks about negotiating for a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Same as a car. Uh, it's funny, motorcycle dealers fall into that uh, car dealer. We don't ever talk about motorcycle dealers and also RV dealers. Mm-hmm. So we talk about vehicles. Uh, there's far more vehicles sold than RVs and motorcycles. We probably ought to shop a motorcycle or an RV dealer. We've talked about it. Uh, we try to hit the big volume uh, merchandise, which is the uh, vehicles. Uh, the motorcycle dealers haggle, hassle, uh, bait and switch, the whole nine yards. Uh, they have dealer fees. Uh, they have uh, dealer installed accessories. As a matter of fact, many motorcycle dealers were former car dealers, or they are car dealers. Mm-hmm. So that would be the answer to that. Rick had a comment. Uh, Don Brown actually asked a question on YouTube where, let's get this down and I can see it a little better. Uh, he asked, on a Camry hybrid, how important are the rubber fairings under the car in front of the wheels, which I assume are for aerodynamics, and should there be one by each wheel? And we gave him an answer online, but I wanted to do here also that uh, those rubber air dams are intended to help assist the airflow for aerodynamics around the wheels. Okay, he called them something else. He said bearings? Uh, he calls it rubber fairings. Fairing. Fairing. Spell it for me. F-A-I-R-I-N-G. Okay, never heard of them. Uh, uh, okay, well, that doesn't, terms. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. I, mean, yeah, it's, it's I haven't heard terms. about a lot of things. But it's it's basically, it's, it's just to help uh, a little block to help control the airflow around the wheel. Okay. And it also helps water spray as the when it's raining, mm-hmm. so that the mud and the water doesn't spray everywhere. It keeps it going, yeah. dripping down to the ground better. And depending on the year, some cars have one on each side of the wheel. Some only have just on the front. Some mm-hmm. have just on the rear. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of hard to really answer that in a definitive way just without knowing what your you know, car is. I, t- I can tell something about that question that Don is a younger man because yep. he's down on his hands and knees or perhaps lying on his back looking underneath the car well on the other side he might have actually uh pulled up to one of those parking blocks a little too far uh, and when he backed up it ripped one right off yeah, i have no idea what's that, under my that is so common <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, when you because folks when you pull up to those parking blocks and you hear that sudden little scrunch noise when you go to back up back up very carefully 
because it can actually cause some damage to yeah. that plastic coverings under yeah. your car. Yeah, Earl and I have done that several times. Give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us 772-497-6530. The <coughs> lines are all lit up. Uh, we're going to go to Rod in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Rod. What's up, Rod? Um, oh, what a difference a week makes. Just wanted to give you all an update. Uh, I've got something set up where I can get my meds. I've got something set up where uh, where what I talked about, uh, getting my my certified birth certificate. I just wanted to you know, oh, yeah. reiterate there's yeah. no way of getting any type of uh, plastic license without... Uh, Without getting the certified, not the regular birth certificate, yeah. but um, that's that's you know I think it's quite important that uh, people go ahead and do that and get yeah. that set up before it becomes a mandatory wait like it did with me. Rod, thanks for the heads so, up on that. I'll fill the folks in, but we're tuned in last week. Rod had a problem being born in Hawaii before the that portion of Hawaii was actually a state, and now to get the gold star, which is the new. Uh, I, what do we call that? The, uh, the it's a uh, uh, the true identity true driver's identity, license. Yeah. But in yeah. Florida, you have to have more information now, uh, and the driver's license becomes more important. It is a screening device uh, to uh, minimize the number of terrorists that we have, and so you get that gold star. Yeah, you have to have a certified birth certificate. So congratulations on overcoming that obstacle. Well, it's a it's it's a it's a work in progress, yeah. but uh, but but it's getting there. Good. Yeah, ever since the nine eleven thing, they threw this in, and now yeah. uh, by twenty twenty, it's gonna gonna be totally up with people. But you know, do it early, get it done. Don't uh, don't let it cripple yourself. You know. Rod, thanks so, very much. Thank for you. Enjoy the show. the show. Thank you very much. Take Give care. Give us a call Bye-bye. again, Rod. We really enjoyed all the information you shared with us. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And ladies, don't forget, uh, you have uh, $50 sitting right here for two new lady callers. So give us a call. We're going to go to John, who's in Palm City. Good morning, John. Thank you for uh, all the information you sent me. I have several topics concerned about. The major one is vehicle fires. We saw it uh, Thursday, the New Jersey trooper that saved the person that this vehicle was burning. Um, The fires are so serious, and they seem much more prominent today than they've ever been. And naturally, the seriousness of it, even if it's in your home garage and the vehicle goes on fire, there goes the car in the house. Exactly. Uh, 99% probably, or over 90% of people don't carry a very expensive, not not expensive, a a good item is a car fire extinguisher. Hmm. Has to be one that's bought in an auto store Mm -hmm. because there's several types of fire extinguishers and you need the automobile one. Mm -hmm. And then I want to caution a lot of, especially women, for safety, they love to go in the vehicle, and for safety, they hit the door button, and they lock all four doors. Yes. Well, that can be very dangerous when there's a accident or a fire. Mm-hmm. They have to break a window to get in and get you. Never thought so about I that. Just thought, I, I thought I'd mention that item. My wife has a tendency to do that, mm-hmm. and she just feels more safe with the doors locked, but it can be a hindrance. So I just wanted to bring that up. That's very interesting. Also with the fire extinguisher. Then I want to mention also about insurance companies. Uh, They should be given additional discounts, especially on a collision, 
for all the items that are updated today, cameras and everything else, and they're not doing that. And instead of, instead of doing that, they were actually charging you more money for some of these accessories because if it's an accident, of course, they have to replace them. I see. So I don't think that's very fair, especially backup camera item. It should be additional discounts. I agree with you. I just thought I'd mention that, too. And then the third thing on my mind is I often wondered when I passed these way stations on the interstate about, you know, weight of a vehicle. Because I was told that whatever stated on your registration is made higher so that the state benefits because they charge by weight. So I ran into a very, very interesting incident. And I'll mention I had some scrap metal. Uh, tin mostly from a roof and shutters mm -hmm. that were accumulated. So I went to a place called Everett Brothers. It's called Snake Roads, 1650 Solano Road. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting how it happens. You don't take the metal out of the vehicle. <coughs> you go over a bridge, and that bridge is a large scale. Oh, <laughs> and they're actually weighing your vehicle mm -hmm. before... You know, that you have the items in it. I see. Then you go back over it and you go to a window, and they're giving you your actual weight of your vehicle. Very smart. There's no extra charge for that. Very smart. So it's very interesting because especially people with trucks, uh -huh. and they carry toolboxes, and some of them, you know, were really uh, curious as to what extra weight that they're carrying around. Yeah. So there it was done by accident to me, and uh, naturally I checked the weight afterwards and it doesn't match your registration it looks like they always give you more weight on your registration hmm. than what it actually is the car is wow so i just mentioned this i'm sure there's other recyclers that have the same systems yeah and this one is on salerno road it's between um i'm sure there's some in palm beach county that must do the same system but very interesting yeah and very secure which i like when you're finished they not only take your picture at the window, mm -hmm. they take your fingerprints because of people that are redeeming like items that they stole, like catalytic converters and wow. copper and aluminum that they stole. So I think that's a benefit. But very interesting about the weight yeah. not matching what the what the registration says. Sounds like so we I need just to thought I would bring that up. Need to report them. That uh, doesn't sound honest. All right, thank you. Yes. Thank you very much, John. That's uh, you always. That's the more, one of the most unusual things you've ever called in about. I'm I've never, you. never thought about that. But uh, I, I've never used one of those way stations. But uh, it's just interesting that you have, and they're apparently not uh, playing by the rules. Well, it's interesting because it's an accurate scale, mm -hmm. probably something like the truck stop uses, sure. and um, it's it's uh, just. You know, it gives you an idea of what the actual weight of your vehicle is and what you're carrying. Exactly. That's why the new cars, yeah. they don't even give you a spare anymore because they want to keep the weight down yeah. of the new vehicle. So uh, well, John, don't thanks. carry any excess weight around if you can. Thanks very much. Uh, great call as usual. I really appreciate that. You're, you always have something very interesting to share with our listeners. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for being there. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the show. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And Linda made a comment about John's comment about women getting out of the car safely. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
she she mentions carrying something uh, that a woman could use to break the glass. Mm -hmm. And uh, you've probably often wondered why I carry a baseball bat in my car. Yeah, and uh, the uh, and the thirty-eight uh, automatic. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, Linda, that's a good idea. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Tina, who's calling from Bonita Springs. Good hey, morning, Tina. Hi, how are you guys doing? Wow, Nancy, hey. I didn't know you were totally into the lethal weapons thing. I think I like you even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my daughters have uh, concealed weapons license. I was only teasing, Tina. She doesn't really carry uh, 30. Oh, I know. I know. I know. She, she may be... She may be all this gorgeousness in the outside, but you never know what lurks under the exterior. Yeah. I think he, I think he was referring to my personality, but that's another show. Yeah. Oh, out, out, outside and inside. Anyway, um, I was reading an article on my one of my favorite automotive websites is Jalopnik. I really, really like Jalopnik. And for those of you who have never been on it, it is kind of rated PG, a little PG thirteen with the language, but they have some great authors. So anyway, I was reading an article about how the used car market is going to really start heating up because the average used car payment, monthly payment, is now approaching $400 a month. Mm, wow. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, a lot of off-lease cars, yes. Thank you, Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. You're uh, are you on a? Uh, She's in uh, her car. Oh, you're in the car. Yeah, well, you're a little difficult uh, to understand because of the uh, road noise. But, uh, but uh, thanks for uh, sharing that website with us. What was that website again? It's Jalopnik. Uh, Jalopnik. Yeah, J A L O P N I K. Okay, Jalopnik. Uh, dot com. Very good. Well, thanks, Tina. Thanks for the call, and. Uh, we got our boards lit up now. We've got uh, one of our problems here at the studio is we have three lines incoming, and when we have all three lines lit up, people, the fourth person that calls in uh, isn't answered, and we don't know they're calling. So we need to expand our switchboard. Popular show, thanks to people like you, Tina, is growing rapidly. So we even have to uh, add lines to have uh, accommodate all the callers. Well, that's, that's a good thing. That means you're getting popular, and that's nice. Thank you, Tina. Tina, thanks for being part of the show. Uh, thanks for helping us build the platform here at Earl Stewart on Cars for the ladies out there, and we know there's a whole lot of them. Remember, $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I, I think that... Uh, Stu is going to share some of those texts with us just as soon as we're uh, finished with Bob in Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. Hey, Bob. You still with us? I think we lost Bob. Bob okay, let's go to a we'll text. Go to text. I got a couple, and I think Rick's got a couple that's coming yep. in on our live on feed YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, see, the first one is from Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just kidding. There's no name on it. But the question says, what's the deal with all those people vaping in cars? I'm just reading it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they blow out these ridiculous clouds of vapor inside the car. Literally a cloud, and you can't even see through it. 
It has to be a danger to safety and needs to be regulated. What are your thoughts on this, Rick and Earl? Yeah, and you can't even see mm. the driver. <laughs> right. And there's so many of them. Have you noticed? I've seen that before. I, I mean, I get a chuckle. I never thought of it as a safety thing, but I, I, I can see how. But that cloud of yeah. smoke that your head is engulfed yeah. in, how can they see the road? <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know, but it's definitely blocks your view. It's got it. I mean. <laughs> well, luckily it dissipates within a set a few seconds, but still. That's all it takes for an accident. How far can you travel in a few seconds? Several hundred right. feet. Yeah. It's worse than text messages. And I would say that you want to be sure that they're really vaping and the car is not on fire. <laughs> yeah, in some cases, be. yeah. Or they're on fire. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to call a highway patrol. <laughs> right, okay. I think, yeah, yeah, maybe it should be regulated. I don't know. Absolutely. We All have right. another text. Yeah, from Stan in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in the near future, when autonomous cars are more common, keeping cars clean will be crucial so the sensors aren't blocked by dirt and grime. Mm-hmm. Having a dirty car might get you a ticket. Just a thought, Stan in Orlando. Well, Stan, that's an interesting observation. What I, what I hear is that the sensors that you see on cars now, autonomous cars, will all be concealed. And a matter of fact, Waymo, which is the autonomous car division of Google, uh, has mastered this. The lasers and other devices are completely protected mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right. If you got a big laser screen and you hit a mud puddle right. and your laser gets, well, hey, you, know, you got a be problem. In trouble. <laughs> but Stan, good observation, but I think we're able to handle that with technology. Yep. Um, Doug Tesla to uh, to um, elaborate on the vaping. Uh, he talks about the severe lung damage. Also, mm-hmm. uh, we have a first-time caller, oh. and she's a female, oh. and her name is Anne, and she is calling from West Palm <laughs> Beach. We're so excited, Anne. Good morning. Good morning, Anne. Hello, Anne. Uh-oh. Hey, Anne. Uh, give us a call back. Uh, we lost you there for a moment, and also uh, Bob, uh, give us a call back. We're going to go to the text Kay. messages that Stu had. We're t- Guy oh, Larrabee on YouTube is asking, my dealer wants to charge me $1,400 for transport and prep. I refused. Am I being unreasonable? Your dealer is being illegal. Let's put it this way. Uh, if you're buying a new car, or for that matter, a used car, when you buy a new car, the freight is included in the price by the manufacturer. So he's double charging you for freight. The other, other is just a dealer fee. Uh my answer to this YouTube poster would be, go to another dealer. You're dealing with a crook, <coughs> and you do not want to pay that. Matter of fact, you could report him to the Department of Motor Vehicles or to the Attorney General's office, because it's a violation of Florida law. And just one other quick one. Mr. Darkhawk1972 <laughs> just wanted to say he just tuned in for our live show for the first time, but he's watched a ton of our videos, and he says, thank you for taking the time to educate people. Well, it's our pleasure, and we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't love doing it. And I said earlier in the show, Nancy and I, all week long, look forward to this. And I know Stu and Rick do also. It's a lot of fun helping people, and it's frustrating. I mean, we get all uh, been out of shape about the Takata issue and about the dealer fee issue and why our legislators aren't doing something. But when we hear calls like how we help some people. Yeah, uh, it's great just to air, just to vent. And guess what? We here in the studio learn so much from our listeners. They are such an important part of the show. And I know you did get cut off. And as I said when I texted you, you did win $50. And if you'd like to try to get us back, please do so. If not... Get me your information. I'll get that check out to you. Mm-hmm. And we also really amuse each other in the studio. We do. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We do have a we have a comment question on a 
on a Facebook Live video. It's from Ernesto, and he says, Good morning. Do you think it's worth buying a car and having it shipped if you don't live near the dealership? Example, uh, from a dealership to Gainesville, Florida. Thank you. Well, that's very common. Uh, uh, they call it dealer trading is a ter- terminology dealers use. And anywhere from 20 to 75% of vehicles any given dealer sells are usually swapped back and forth. Inventories are limited. A uh, thousand cars would be a huge inventory. Most dealers probably only have two or three hundred cars inventory. But if you look at the combinations, permutations of all the makes, models, and colors, it would be in the thousands and thousands. So you want a white uh, Civic with this kind of a thing, yeah. you have to go and trade it. I think, yeah, he was also, he's asking about buying it. If you don't live near a dealership, having it, buy it from a dealership and having it shipped oh. to your house. I see. Mm. And y- you can, but the, all dealers use um, shippers and there's a cost involved. So, yes. and most likely they will either discuss the shipping cost to you or it'll be included in the price. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with anything else. You got to shop and compare and find out three dealers and what's it going to cost to get it from point A to point B. Yeah, it depends yeah. on the distance. If if you have a dealer that is 100 miles away from another dealer that has the car you want, uh, you can tell them that you want him to dealer trade the car. Uh, he might say he'll have to charge you for the dealer trade fee, and it would mark up the car by $100 or $200 or whatever a fair price would be to transport the car down. But, yeah, there's a huge inventory of vehicles available, and if you look at the old world of uh, Honda dealers or Chevrolet dealers, you can just get anything you want, color, make, yeah. Just as a, as a quick side to that, uh, suppose the customer was looking for a very specific set of options in color on a car mm-hmm. and went to his dealer and worked out a price on it. Does it cost extra for that dealer to order that from the factory and get the car sent in with the exact options that he wants. No, it, no. it wouldn't cost him more unless there were a price increase in the interim. And sometimes if you're dealing with a foreign automobile, let's say a Lexus, they're only built in Japan. So you order a Lexus and they have to come from Japan. It was going to take you six, eight, ten weeks to get the vehicle that you order. And there's there could likely be a price increase, but there might be a price decrease too. Mm. And uh, the agreement would be whatever the price was at the time when it came in, Stu. Um, and on the same lines, you're also risking an incentive situation. So there might be a rebate on the car now, yeah. and by the time it's manufactured, shipped, the rebate's gone. Yeah. But on the other side, it could be more. So Maybe <laughs> a rebate pops up. Yeah. You yeah. never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So yeah. And, and not to beat a dead horse here, but if you really want to nail it down and you made the deal, you would say to the Lexus dealer, listen, uh, I know there may be rebates. I know there may be price increases. I want to buy the price for this car for this price. If you get a rebate, you can keep it. Uh, if there's a price increase, I'll keep it. Mm-hmm. This is my price. Lock it in legally and two signatures, and you can guarantee the price. Yep. Uh, real quick, everybody, we having might have a little bit of an issue with the phone, so let's get the text coming in. Oh, you can Lord text us at 772-497-6530. 772-497-6530. Four nine seven six five three zero, or check out one of our live feeds, and we you can talk to us right there on Facebook dot com yeah. slash Erlong Cars. Yes, and we also have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up. And uh, if you're new to the show, the Mystery Shopping Report is uh, more or less a highlight of the show. And uh, we we pretend to buy a car, and uh, we have a Mystery Shopping Report that comes out of all that. Uh, the uh, anonymous 
person who goes into the dealership uh, gathers a lot of information, a lot of details, a l some good, some bad. So you want to stay tuned. We've been doing that for about 10 years now. So you want to stay tuned for the mystery shopping report. I think we've got a text. And uh, I'll give you that text number again, 772-497-6530. On Facebook, Steve just makes a comment. We were talking about shipping cars to give an idea of what it costs. So Steve got a quote on shipping his Porsche from New Jersey to Florida. He's being quoted at $1,800. Too much. That's a lot of money, but I will say this. It also depends on the time of year and where you're going. For example, this is the season everybody's coming from up north mm -hmm. to Florida. Yep. That is, uh, that's, that's money time for shippers. So yep. it's going to cost you more because there's a huge demand for it. When you're shopping shipping companies, and you should, and you should get a referral, uh, if you have a dealer you can trust, you can talk to the dealer and say who you use because all car dealers employ shippers, and you want them to be honest. You don't want them to damage the cars. You want them to be insured, and you want them to have a fair price. Mm -hmm. Now, what the shippers typically do is they will give you two or three prices. If you want to have it yesterday, you would pay the highest price. Uh, car car carriers make up a load might be six or eight cars uh, it takes them a while sometimes to build up a full load so if you want to wait for them to build up a full load it might take you two weeks to get your car if you say I'll just take it any way you can get it to me they come down with one car on an eight car car carrier you're gonna pay a lot of money so like anything else you want to shop and compare prices get a referral from a dealer you trust, he can give you a good idea what a fair price is. You know, wouldn't it be interesting to find out how much it would cost to have your car shipped in the heat of the summer in Florida compared to season? Well, anyway, I was curious. 877-960-9960, or you could text us at 772-497-6530. And I see that uh, by the lights going off and on that we do have our lines back. And welcome to the show, Anne, our first-time female caller. <laughs> Good morning. Um, I just have a quick question about um, selling a car. I have two cars. One's a 2001 Nissan. The other one is a unknown year. I think it says 1969 on the on the title. But basically, it's it, they both run, but they're really junky cars. And I have two grandchildren now, and I mean, I've had people give me prices for them, but never over two hundred dollars each just to pick them up and take them. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, is there? A, do you ever, when you sell a car, do you ever take junky old cars in for trade-in? Sure, and we take in all cars. All car dealers will take in anything, even if it won't run. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a market for junk, and uh, you remember Clash, uh, Cash for Clunkers? Uh, was it about ten years ago? Uh, anything was, no matter how junky, had a price on it. Uh, what I recommend you do is you shop your car with car dealers. In other words, you make it clear that you don't want to buy a car. And you uh, make an appointment with a Nissan, you could call three Nissan dealers. Although for an older car, it's not as important that you go to the same make dealer. Uh, but you go to three dealers, uh, hopefully ones that you may have some experience with, make an appointment with the used car manager, uh, bring the car to them, or they can come and look at the car at your house. And say you're getting bids on the car, and what would they pay for the car? 
and that's the best way to get a fair price for a car is competitive bidding. I recommend this when you trade your car in, but the same thing goes for selling a car outright. Uh, your second car, and you could have them, three dealers look at both cars and give you a price. You tell each dealer, I'm going to two more dealers, and I'm going to sell it to the dealer that gives me the fairest price. There are other ways you can do it, and but I don't recommend it. Uh, Craigslist is a very dangerous place to be selling things to uh, anybody. Uh, there's a lot of fraud and there's a lot of uh, flimflams going on. eBay is a possibility, but for an old car like that, uh, the two old cars, eBay does not tend to give as good a price as they would for an unusual, uh, maybe even luxury cars. But three bids from three dealers that you can trust, and that's the way you can maximize the value of what you get for those cars. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, stay on the line so we can get the 50 bucks to you, Ann. Thank you very much for calling. All right. Thanks, Thanks Ann. Have, have a great weekend. Thanks for being part of the show. Uh, 877-960-9960 or that text number 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. All right. We got some texts coming in. Bob in Jacksonville asks, can a dealer pull a credit report solely for the purpose of talking to me about the car? If you give him permission, and uh, if a dealer pulls your credit report without permission, that's a violation of federal law. Uh, so um, be careful about that, dealing with a dealer uh, long distance and having him pull your credit. Yeah. What we see uh, every week on the Mystery Shopping Report, that is a, a technique they use in sales. They'll just ask you, and it seems like it's something you're supposed to do, but if you're not going to finance, or if you just don't want them to pull your credit report, you can say no. Yeah. They'll still talk to you about the car. Yeah, it's a, if you have marginal credit, Bob, uh, it's a legitimate uh, question. Uh, but if you... If you don't, if you've got a, a 600 beacon or better, 700 is is an average beacon score. Uh, they shouldn't. You shouldn't be talking about your credit. You should be talking about the car and the price. Uh, so, uh, but if you have a marginal credit issue, then be sure that uh, you uh, trust the dealer that you're dealing with, and be sure that you're giving him accurate information. And it's a fair question. I think we have a caller. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to go to Paul, who's calling from Port St. Lucie. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, 2017 Camry and RAV4. I have, am I still with you? Yes. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> okay, I, I have an icon. Uh, it's a cross-section of a tire with an exclamation point. It lights up uh, orange in the instrument panel, and if I push some buttons, I get a view of all four wheels with the tire pressure, uh, the tire pressure is all the same, uh, you know, 31 PSI, and then the right rear lights up orange. After a while, the thing goes out and it returns to normal. There's no difference in the appearance of the tire. I'm wondering why that does that. In addition, my wife has a Rev 4, uh, the same year, and her icon lights up, but I can't figure out how to get that view of the four tires with the pressure on them. Does the RAV4 have that? Uh, the 17 RAV may not have that tire pressure monitor that you can see on the screen. However, what you're experiencing on the Camry is there. there's what's called a threshold. In other words, you can set a level 
a PSI level that will turn on that light when the tires get too low. And yours may have inadvertently be, been set a little too high. So what you can do is uh, just stop at a dealership and have them do this. Or if you're, if you're a do-it-yourself or if you want to try to do it, lower the tire pressures to about 20, well, I'm going to say about 26 to 28 pounds each. And then there should be a button underneath the dash near your steering wheel. Press and hold that button until that light has blinked three times and then let it wait for about five minutes and it will record that level of air pressure then bring your tires back up to where they should be at around 32 to 35 pounds per square inch and that will reset that threshold level a little bit lower because really you want it to well, be Rick, able to show car, if his car's under warranty oh, wouldn't that be uh, covered under warranty uh, it's more of an adjustment thing so it might be if it's new enough but yeah. uh, it's hard to say how many miles sure. on the car uh, deep Paul, how many miles? There's, uh, there's uh, not 5,000. There's more than four. Yeah. And I need to come in. Um, I got a notice from you folks that the my, you know, my service uh, is overdue. I need to get down there. It's quite a drive for me, but uh, yeah, I'm overdue for that. And maybe uh, if I can't find the button, maybe you folks down there can. Uh, find it for me sure, we'll yeah take, we we'll, can we can do that yeah and you can have warranty work done at any dealer but as long as you need to have them the uh you know come in for service uh we'll, we'll have, handle it for you. it's a long drive from port st Lucie, but we can check that out for you and good luck on finding the button and uh <laughs> call us if you can <laughs> all right i appreciate your help very much and um it's it's only a nuisance it the the tires are all sure. the same so i think it's just something that's uh got to do with the weather or such as that and thank you very much thank you right thank yeah, you. the majority of it's the weather as it gets colder that causes those tire lights to come on we see a lot of that we're going to go uh, thanks for the information rick we're going to go to frank who's on hold he gives us a call from jupiter farms and he's a regular part of the show hey frank you with cool. us hey yes sir i'm here good morning good morning nice good morning. to be back in the country oh welcome. where'd you go your cruise that's right yeah, on the cruise, I, I, I probably sent you that Toyota I never saw yeah. before on the taxi, and then I saw a little yacht going by the window the other morning. That's right. I'm just joking about the, the yacht. <laughs> In any event, um, it's like memory lane. The earlier caller talked about the weight scale. Back in the 60s, uh -huh. my dad and I would go down in Miami to North River Drive, and the Vietnam War was going on, and they were paying a penny a pound for the steel. And the mm -hmm. big magnet would come over your truck, <laughs> lift the steel on your truck. The truck would come up in the air a little bit, too, until the <coughs> gravity took over. Copper was going for 35 cents a pound. Batteries were selling for $5 mm -hmm. each. But, um, yeah, those weight scales were pretty neat. You could see your weight as you came in, and they weighed it, and then the metal is what they paid you. So that was kind of cool, listening to the gentleman earlier about that. Yeah. And then I just heard the lady talking about her car that's only a couple hundred dollars. And since it's now, um, and I'm a veteran, by the way, that is the veterans tomorrow, maybe she should just donate something like that to, like, the Park Association to get a nice tax write-off and help them out instead of even going through the hassle of having people come and haggle for on a car. Just a suggestion. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. But, um, well, that's great. Well, anyway, what's, we what, did, what branch of the service? I do right? enjoy your show. Well, thank you very or much. Appreciate the call. Yeah, Air Force, 21 years. Awesome. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Thank you, guys, and it's, it's always nice to hear you on the show. Yeah, call us next week, Frank. We love you. Yeah, thanks for oh, the advice. For uh, and 
Uh, okay, we're going to go to Dennis. He's on hold, and he's calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. I was just calling about John and his one comment about all the safety features that are on cars now and mm-hmm. my way, maybe why we don't get discounts for those. Yeah. I, I read an article online about two weeks ago about a Hyundai, and it was one of their uh, SUVs. I don't remember which model, but I think the new new car price on it was like $55,000. Wow. And the article was basically about if the left front quarter panel of that uh, vehicle is involved in a wreck, it cost over $42,000 to repair that <laughs> all the sensors that are in there. Wow. <laughs> well, so I'm sure amazing. that's, uh, you know, they're great, yeah. but if you yeah. wreck them, it's, it's expensive to fix them. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're, you, you shed some light on a lot of uh, the hidden problems that we have. We talk about the technology and the computers. Same thing with the mechanical part. Uh, you have uh, m- modules and CPUs and, and uh, e- ECUs and uh, everything else, and uh, things are no longer built in individual parts. Back in the day, you know, the, the car had far m- more parts, at least parts yep. that you could replace. Now they build modules, so you don't replace one part. You could actually build that module from maybe 50 parts, and one part in that module would be relatively inexpensive, but you had to replace the whole module, yep. and that's a problem. So, uh, yeah, the good and the bad with technology, the bad is the cost when it finally breaks. The good news is it lasts longer. It's far more reliable. Rick, you have a point? A funny one. I, I've seen three cars come in the shop in the last few months with a simple single module from a fuse block under the hood, mm-hmm. and not very expensive. It's only like $120, $130. But that single module, when it stops working, first the cooling fans don't work, Mm -hmm. then your horn doesn't work at the same time, and your wipers only work on high. Hmm. And why one module would control those three such seemingly random systems... Some engineer out there had just... He wanted to figure out a way to protect his job, so that's what he did. the module probably cost $1,000. Well, no, actually, the module itself is, I think, about $130, $140. Oh, around there. It's not a very expensive one. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. all these things connected, and you end up having to replace so much. 877 960 That's why I thought it was interesting when I read that article. It's safe, keeps you safe, but if you wreck it, it yeah. <laughs> costs a lot of money to fix it. Very good point, Dennis. Thanks for reminding us. That is a, a great call. Everyone needs to be aware of that. Uh, you buy a high-tech car. And uh, you're gonna have so you're gonna have to pay the piper if you wreck it, especially. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dennis. That's like that bumper, and then all of a sudden you got the bumper you got to replace, and then you've got the panel you have to replace. Yeah, it's a can of worms. Uh, I have a quick uh, text from Sharon, and uh, she's in the process of purchasing a used car, and uh, she said that the salesperson said to her, "Listen, Sharon." For you, today only, this is the best deal that you're going to get. I suggest you buy right now. What's your suggestion? Just leave. Now I'll let, I'll ask Earl, the recovering car dealer, to answer that question. No, that's, uh, that's haggle, hassle. That's the way all car dealers work. Salesman's on commission. He'll do anything he can uh, within the law, sometimes without the law, uh, to get you to buy that car today. It's always negotiation. And as you say, turn around and leave. Uh, they'll probably chase you out to the car and cut the price. <laughs> Hope we helped you out, Okay, sure. we got and a lot of uh, text coming in. Uh, on Rick. YouTube, M Avenue is asking fundamental question. I'm looking to buy a very specific car, a new Honda HRV 
2019, what is the best, most efficient way to shop multiple dealers? TrueCar.com. www.truecar.com. If you're a member of Costco, that's another great way. Uh, Consumer Reports, who happens to use uh, TrueCar.com. Uh, but Consumer Reports, TrueCar.com, Costco. That way you eliminate the haggle and the hassle. You deal through these entities. You don't pay these entities anything. You do pay Consumer Reports um, a modest fee. And at Costco, you have to be a member. But uh, if you want to get to your best deal on any vehicle, either an HRV 2019 or any vehicle, you can avoid dealerships entirely. Well, not entirely. TrueCar will give you... The reason I love TrueCar... True Car gives you what everybody else in your market paid for that car. So the first thing you can find out with True Car, with the HRV 2019 model, is what everybody else paid within the past 90 days for the car. That way, when you buy the car, you know if you're paying above or below what everybody else paid. And then they will give you three dealers in your market with the price on that car. That price will exclude dealer fees. Anything that is a non-government fee also exclude dealer-installed accessories. So, TrueCar.com, Consumer Reports, or Costco.com. Great information. We have more texts. Yes, we do. Uh, Rick, do you have more? Nope. Okay. We're caught up on the YouTube right now. All right. So, we have some texts coming in. Uh, how long can I drive on the donut spare, and how fast should I drive with it? Eric in Port St. Lucie. Not far. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> no. Go to the nearest gas station. They're not meant to be used. Uh, they're, I guess they're kind of dangerous because you wouldn't want to have to do a lot of maneuvering or braking with a no. uh, one of those spares. As a mechanic, we call it 50-50. 50 miles an hour maximum and no more than 50 miles. That's easy to remember. Perfect. Yeah. Great answer. Good one. I never heard that. I didn't either. Great information. I, I, gotta, <laughs> I, I, I think a little bit more that. careful with that. Uh, now we have another text from Bo- from John in Homosassa. Uh, my wife has a 2016 Chevy Cruze. The warranty is out due to mileage. She travels a lot for work. Her leather seats are faded and cracking. They look horrible. Is there anything we can do to get the dealer to address the issue? The car has been on the road less than two years. The seats shouldn't be worn out. I think you should be able to get goodwill on that. And, of course, I'm not a Chevrolet dealer, and I can't speak for the Chevrolet dealer. Uh, your seats uh, cracking has got nothing to do with mileage. Uh, time is what causes a seat to crack, and you've only had two years. It's clearly a product defect. I would go to your Chevrolet dealer, and I would go to the top there. I would say, I need you to apply to General Motors for goodwill. My seat should be replaced. Yep. And if they don't do it, I would go to another dealer. I would raise holy hell if they didn't fix your seats. But it is on a warranty, technically. But there are certain things you can you can reason with a company sometimes and say this defect is not a function of mileage. It's a defection of time. And you're clearly within the warranty on the time. Polite persistence. Exactly. Uh, also, um, you can contact General Motors directly. It's sometimes you can do better on the 800 number than you can with a dealership. The dealerships sometimes don't want to fight for you. You need a dealer that cares about you and will go to bat for you. Take it to the top. The dealers can go higher up with the factory and the manufacturer than you can. So if you really have a dealer that will take care of you and cares about you, go there first. If that doesn't work, get on the 800 number and be persistent, as Rick said. 
polite persistence. Exactly. 877-960-9960. And uh, use that text number, 772-497-6530. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Stu. Mm -hmm. We have a question from our good friend John on Facebook. He wants to know, how does TrueCar get their data? How do they know how much I pay for my vehicle? That's a great question. Great it question. is a, it's a great question, and I should have covered this because it's one of the things that makes TrueCar unique. They really have no competition. TrueCar was able, years ago, they used to be called Zag, uh, and they changed their name to TrueCar. Uh, they were able to establish a network which is now approaching 15,000 car dealers. Uh, they have about 5%, all about 5% of every car sold in the USA is sold through TrueCar. Uh, they are have able to establish contractual liaison agreements with all these 15,000 dealers. They, they link in to the car dealers' computers. Linking into the car dealer computer, which was no easy task, by the way. Car dealers are just like you and I. They don't want to uh, have their privacy invaded. But they somehow TrueCar accomplished this. So when a car dealer sells a car today, and he's a TrueCar dealer, TrueCar knows all the data. They know who he sold the car to and for how much. So they can look in a market area, let's say the Miami market, and they can say that the Chevrolet Cruises, the 2019 Chevrolet Cruises, have sold for this price. Because they'll have dozens of Chevrolet dealers in the Miami market. Mm -hmm. And they will know what the average price is. They'll, they know the lowest price. And they know the highest price. And they give you a bell curve that shows you the highest, the lowest, and the average price on all models. So the car that you want to buy, they have data on that. And that is how they do it. Car dealers can't manipulate it. Car dealers, it's their computer. And it's, this is what they use for the Internal Revenue Service and all of their accounting and everything. And TrueCar has free access to be a TrueCar dealer. You have to offer them that. Yeah, great information. Uh, we used to talk about TrueCar a lot. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is a good way to purchase a vehicle. Uh, Stu, do you have a little... We do. More texts? We have a, we, we have a text. Um, hi, Earl. If you go on Costco, they only sell American cars. Um, um, I was checking them out to buy a car. I may be wrong. Well, Interesting. I think I think you are wrong. Yes. Um, and uh, I know they sell Toyotas because, in full disclosure, uh, I am a Toyota dealer, and we have been a Costco member for a long time. Mm -hmm. I have a theory on that. Um, Costco requires the dealers to set a certain price that falls under their requirements. If the dealers don't do that, those cars aren't visible on the Costco site. So it depends on where you're searching from. So there might not be, uh, there might only be some domestic manufacturers with the Costco in your area. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Just uh, a theory. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the problems with, with Costco, and I advise all people with uh, Costco members when they're dealing uh, with the Costco auto buying program, is to be very careful to see the Costco price sheet. You have to hold that in your hand. The dealer has that. They won't advertise it. They don't put it on their website. Uh, they're not allowed to do that. Uh, I almost got in trouble because I posted a Costco price sheet on the website. Mm -hmm. Costco got very upset about that. Very, very, very <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> so you have to go in to the Costco dealer. You have to deal with a Costco representative. He's an employee of that dealership, but he is a certified Costco member as far as Costco is concerned. Deal with that person, nobody else. Insist on seeing that price sheet. And when you see the price sheet, 
find out if there is a dealer fee or a non-government fee added to the Costco price. So you don't have to tap dance like that with TrueCar. So we put TrueCar as our number one choice, and we put Costco as our number yeah, two true choice. Yeah, TrueCar is so easy. Makes yeah. it so easy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we do have that Mystery Shopping Report coming up soon. And that Mystery Shopping Report is of uh, Jaguar Land Rover in uh, Treasure Coast. And uh, remember, you can cast your vote on Facebook. So we'd love to hear from you. Now back to Stu. Uh, we're all caught up with our text right now. By the way, the Mystery Shopping Report, yeah, we'll give you a little uh, sneak preview, is of uh, Jaguar Land Rover and the Treasure Coast. Uh, we haven't shopped a lot of luxury car, and I actually had an email. It might have been an uh, anonymous uh, input, uh, but we had a request to shop more luxury car dealers. Mm -hmm. And the reason we don't <coughs> shop more luxury car dealers is because we try to shop the higher volume and, of course, there's more Chevrolets and Hondas and Nissans and Toyotas on the road than there are, you know, Lexus and uh, BMWs and Mercedes. But we don't want to leave them out. That's the reason we went to a Jaguar dealer on the Treasure Coast. Very interesting. I won't reveal too much. We, we tend to find out that luxury car dealers are more genteel. They're more um, calm. Uh, they're more polite. Uh, because of their clientele. But that isn't to say they're always more honest. And this is what we're going to find out. A little teaser for you when we go to the Mystery Shopping Report. It's always interesting. 772 yeah. if you'd like to text us. And uh, we got plenty of time to take your texts and uh, also to take your calls. 877 yeah. We had the call earlier, which uh, I started to say to the caller when he was talking about the high cost of repairing a Hyundai quarter panel. And uh, uh, we had the call before that from John, which prompted, uh, I think it was Frank's call, uh, talking about how a lot of safety devices on cars are actually increasing the insurance premiums. Reminded me to remind you to shop your insurance premiums. Uh, this is something... Mm that we tend to forget about. Yeah. We, we insurance, insurance companies have such great images. Allstate, State Farm, that little lizard from I Geico. I agree with you 100%. And, and they, are yeah. So, yeah. they are so trustworthy. You're in good hands mm -hmm. with Allstate. Yeah. There's consumers that have had the same policy, same car insurance, yeah. for as long as they've been driving, yeah. maybe if 40 you, years. If you have had your, your insurance with the same insurer, you're paying too much. I can tell you yeah. unequivocally that you are paying too much if you've been with the same insurance company for five or more years. Hmm. So every two or three years, shop. This this takes care of a multitude of sins, by the way. Different car, different insurance companies uh, have different types of underwriting and actuarials, and they will have things that they employ that another insurance company does not employ. That's one reason. Uh, we know, for example, that a certain zip code can sometimes pay a higher price than another zip code. That's not necessarily because the insurance company is discriminating. It could be just the way their actuarials did it. The database, the artificial intelligence they use comes up with different answers. Uh, the other reason is that this is premeditated. This is what I don't like about insurance companies. They will not ever offer you a, a price adjustment. If you are being, uh, if you're a, if you're a 
customer of an insurance company, State Farm, for lack of a better one, and you stayed with them for 20 years, you will get gradual price increases. You'll never get a price decrease. They will sneak it up half a percentage point, one percentage point, two percentage points. Pretty soon, you've been with them 20 years, you're paying 20% more than your next-door neighbor that's got a worse driving record. So shop and compare your <coughs> insurance premiums. Very important. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we forgot to mention our anonymous feedback website, which is youranonymousfeedback.com, your right? youranonymousfeedback.com. Tell us and how we're doing. Yeah, please let us know how we can improve, or if you think our show is just simply perfect. Try to be nice, or <laughs> don't pull any punches. Yeah. <laughs> And what we try to do, and I know that we bombard you with websites, and I always try to remember, we could just give you one website. That's EarlOnCars.com. Very good. If you go to EarlOnCars.com, it tells you all the sources of information. For example, you could find out how to file a car dealer complaint if you go to EarlOnCars.com. We have a link, a live link on EarlOnCars.com mm-hmm. that tells you how to file a car dealer complaint whether you go to the Attorney General, County Office of Consumer Affairs, and uh, Department of Motor Vehicles. Mm-hmm. We have all of our mystery shopping reports, the link to all our mystery shopping reports on EarlOnCars.com. Think of that. You're going to have a lot of fun. If you're thinking about buying a car, what dealer are you likely to buy it from or are you contemplating? See if he's on our good dealer or bad dealer list can find all of this information on EarlOnCars.com. We also have the link that you can check your car recalls. If you haven't done that, do you it. gotta do it. Do it. You're you could be driving a time bomb, you could be driving a hand grenade. Twenty five percent of all the cars that are recalled come back. Seventy five percent don't. If you have an older car it's extremely important that you come back because some of these older cars have defective Takata airbags and if they've been on the road too many years they can explode spontaneously. They don't even need to be in a wreck. So go to EarlOnCars.com, find out how you can check your car for recalls. We've talked about True Car. True Car is also a website. is available on EarlOnCars.com. See what I'm doing? I'm coming out of the same website yeah. over and yeah. over. We're trying to make have, it easy. You yeah. only have to write it down one time. Yeah. Uh, Costco Auto Program, Consumer Reports, and also our anonymous feedback. Mm-hmm. So many folks just don't want to be identified. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you covered all that. I think you gave all of us a memo when we came in this morning. Yes, I, re- I received that, yes. And I did receive it too, and we were supposed to mention it on the air. Uh, thanks to Earl. He uh, just gave you a whole lot of information right there, but you can just go to Earl on Cars. It's simple. And also, uh, Jonathan just reminded me that you can also cast your vote on youtube.com uh, slash Earl on Cars on the Mystery Shopping Report that will be coming up shortly. Okay. Uh, if we don't have any texts, which we don't, um, and we don't have any calls, which we don't, I'm going to go to the Mystery Shopping Report. We uh, do have a call. Oh, we have a call. Wonderful. Yeah, we have a call, and it is Tara. From Tennessee. Dunridge, Tennessee. And I believe she is a first-time, no, she's not a first-time caller. Good morning, Tara. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Yes, this is a second-time caller. Um, And I have a friend. She 
owns um, a used BMW, and she went to her uh, dealer just for a service, and her dealer told her that she needed a new battery, and that battery ended up costing her four hundred dollars. Wow, wow, that sounds like a very and expensive I, battery. Go ahead, Dora. I'm sorry. And oh, and I, I think that uh, she just. Um, got taken for a ride really because i just don't think that you know a, a battery is a battery is a battery well there are different price batteries uh the one thing that i would suggest is that um if there was any warranty on the battery um every battery uh has by different manufacturers have various warranties and they typically uh will reimburse you for a certain period of time based on uh, how much usage you've had out of the battery. If they have a three-year warranty and you've had one year worth of use, then they could reimburse you for two-thirds of what the cost of the battery was. The batteries do not come under the manufacturer's warranty. Uh, What your friend probably should have done was contact the battery manufacturer to see what the warranty was and if there was any left on her vehicle. Uh, she also would probably want to shop the cost of the battery because, as you say, 400 bucks sounds like a lot of money for a battery. But I would guess, and I see fingers flying on our laptops around here, that there are premium batteries that would cost $400. Oh, yes. yes. So you can, you can be taken advantage of very easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the most common confusion I see on paying for batteries is kind of like tires. Tires... Car manufacturers say we have bumper-to-bumper warranties. Uh, the batteries and the tires are between the two bumpers, but they're not covered by the manufacturer, the car manufacturer's warranty. They're covered by the battery manufacturer's warranty and the tire manufacturer's warranty. So you can deal directly with the tire manufacturer or the battery manufacturer when you have a problem with your battery or your tires. Um, if you have a good dealer, he'll do that for you. But never, never accept a no if they tell you the BMW doesn't cover this battery, they're telling you the truth. But the but the tire, the battery manufacturer probably does if it's within a certain time period. Now there are a few exceptions to the rule, such as uh, the Toyota Prius, the second generation, the most common one, and, and third generation. A lot of those batteries are inside the passenger compartment of the car, so that does require a very specific <coughs> battery. And those can be three hundred dollars or more. So, and that's unfortunately that's a requirement because obviously battery fumes. You yeah. wouldn't want that from a, a normal battery. Yeah. You wouldn't want that inside your car. Well, this is a BMW, and uh, yeah, Tara, I, uh, I, 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 we probably told you more than you needed to know there. But uh, <laughs> your friend may or may not have been uh, taken advantage of. I would, I would tell her to uh, call her manufacturer of her battery and tell her what happened and see what they had to say. Okay, well, thank you very much. Well, Always good information. Well, Tara, thank Tara you, thanks Tara. for calling from Tennessee. Yeah. We love to have out-of-state callers. Thank you very much. Especially a female caller. Spread the word, and uh, we hope to hear from you again at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think Stu has some Texas for us. I do. Uh, Andreas on Facebook says, in light of the Dieselgate scandal and the enormous amounts of money that Volkswagen is having to pay, 
is a Volkswagen a good proposition for a new car purchase? VW is now offering an above-average warranty, but will VW tighten their purse strings on warranty work because of the fines of the scandal? Ooh, good question. Well, the, 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 uh, the Volkswagen is a good vehicle. I would always recommend you to Consumer Reports. Uh, remember, when you're buying a make car, was a Volkswagen or a Toyota or a uh, General Motors product, you can have a manufacturer that builds some really good cars, models, and some really bad. In general, the uh, Volkswagen model uh, are pretty good. Uh, the most recent consumer reports, and I failed to bring a copy with me to the studio, uh, ranked some vehicles. Uh, and I think Volkswagen had a model that was pretty bad. But in general, uh, their models are pretty good. So I wouldn't let the Dieselgate scandal dissuade me from buying a Volkswagen. Uh, <coughs> I, uh, I mean, unfortunately, morals are, uh, you know, of a manufacturer don't uh, necessarily measure up to the quality of the car. Matter of fact, a lot of people uh, were buying the cars knowing that they were buying cars that had ex- extreme emissions that were understated premeditatedly by the manu- manufacturer. And a lot of people, and one of the reasons they were buying the car, because with the fewer emission controls, they actually performed better. Yeah. They got better fuel economy, and they accelerated better, uh, which is you know, counterintuitive. You think if it's cleaner, it's going to be a better running car? No. Uh, so take morals on the left and performance on the right, and uh, let your conscience be your guide. Volkswagen builds a good car. Very okay, good. let's get to the mystery shopping report. And uh, as I said earlier, we're going to shop, and we did shop, uh, Jaguar Land Rover uh, of Treasure Coast in uh, Stewart, Florida. Every week we search for cars that may be on the verge of exploding. Sound pretty dramatic? Well, that's what we do. Uh, now it's, uh, it's crazy, sensational, but it's true. And uh, we're searching for cars that are under a serious safety recall for dangerously defective Takata airbags and exposing the car dealers willing to sell them uh, to unsuspecting customers. It happens every day. I uh, got a little Facebook reminder yesterday, I think, or day before. It was uh, approximately two years ago that I thanked a Rigo Chrysler Jeep Dodge for agreeing to stop selling cars with dangerous recalls. And that was, as I say, two years ago. It was probably a few months before that that the whole Takata scandal hit. Uh, since uh, Rico Jeep Dodge, and he's in West Palm Beach, he's in Port Pierce, uh, he's in, uh, what is it, Coconut Creek or uh, Coconut, Creek. Coconut Creek. And I think he has a Ford dealership he's opened up somewhere. Uh, I believe he's the largest Chrysler Jeep Dodge dealer in Florida. And it was two years ago that he agreed voluntarily to stop selling cars with dangerous recalls. I say selling cars, that means he stopped retailing them. He's wholesaling them. And that's important because when you wholesale the car, another dealer buys it, and sooner or later, that car gets retailed. So here we are, still mystery shopping car dealers that are still selling dangerous cars. Uh, we're doing this uh, because not very many people are doing anything about uh, this public safety crisis. Our elected officials are not doing it. Every one of these mystery shops are conducted with the intention of raising awareness, drawing attention to a largely ignored yet enormously prevalent problem. Here we've been through this midterm election, and you're just going crazy with the political commercials. 
Not once did you see a political commercial about car dealers selling cars with dangerous recalls. All they wanted to do was attack the other candidate. The Republicans hate the Democrats. The Democrats hate the Republicans. They're all a bunch of liars, and all they care about is getting elected. And sue me if you think I'm not telling the truth. The politicians are letting our country down, both parties. And uh, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. A plague on both their houses. A plague on both their houses. (laughs) They don't care about you. They don't care about your safety, the safety of your family. And none of the candidates, now they're fighting about a recount. And that's all they care about, the recount. Okay, who's going to get who's going to get elected? That's all they care about. So we're doing our duty, and we will continue to do our duty. Uh, we're two years into the crisis, and the risk to the buyers and owners of these vehicles is not subsided. In fact, it's increased. Remedies to fix these faulty airbags regularly become available. Only about one in four, twenty-five percent of them, ever get fixed. This means the vast majority are still out there on the road, in driveways, on dealers' lots. They're not disappearing. They're sitting there waiting for you to drive. And every day, it's like a time bomb. Every day these cars get older, they get more dangerous. A scary fact is that the longer it takes to, uh, to get these airbags replaced, the more dangerous the situation becomes. The propellant, they call it, that inflates the airbag, ammonium nitrate, is and explosive. Literally, the stuff bombs are made of. Now, you've heard of the Oklahoma bombing. You'll remember it probably, 1995. You might remember the name Timothy McVeigh, a a madman, uh, destroyed the Alfred F. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City using homemade bombs. It It was a truck filled with plastic barrels of ammonium nitrate. The same thing that you have in the inflator in your airbag, most inflators, the Takata inflators. This terrible bomb killed how many people? Uh, I, I don't know. A lot Too of people. Many. Hundreds. Hundreds. Um, the compound ammonium nitrate becomes unstable if it's improperly packaged and it degrades over time with high heat and humidity. And we're living in the state, Florida with the highest heat and humidity, with the most number of Takata recalls, with the most number of deaths and injuries. And our government, in our state, our senators, our congressmen, our governor, uh, our state legislators have done nothing. Our attorney general has done nothing. Uh, It's just a sad situation. When the inflator explodes, the metal casing is ripped to shreds like a hand grenade. And it shot throughout the cabin. The front seat end could go in the back seat, too. Rick? The Murrah, Alfred P. Murrah building, it was 168 people died, yeah. hundreds injured. Yeah. But are, are we going to have to go past that with this Takata situation before our government steps up? Well, it's all a matter of what sells newspapers. Uh, they, there were no lobbyists making the manufacturers keep it quiet making the legislators keep it. What we have now is I got to get elected and they need the auto manufacturers, they need the auto dealers, they need the lobbyists to support them, they need the contributions. Uh, with the federal building, it was too public 
and too dramatic to get around. So they used it. Yep. They used it to their advantage. If a politician can't use something to their advantage, they won't use it. The Takata airbag and all dangerous recalls cannot be used to a politician's advantage. When they talk about it, it's used to their disadvantage because the contributions dry up. Yep. That's a sad fact. All about money. So in case you've wondered why we do this every week, we consider this very serious stuff. Our Takata hunt brought us to Jaguar, Land Rover, Treasure Coast. Uh, who owns that, Stu? Do you know? Is that... I don't know. I, I think mean, it might be Mario Morgado who owns uh, uh, the... Um, was there a BMW dealership there also? There, there uh, is. Uh, I'll, I'll Google it. Yeah. Well, Mario Morgado, by the way, is a, is a pretty good dealer. And uh, if he owns this, uh, I can contact him and mention this to him. Uh, because I respect the man. Uh, he is he is an honest and ethical dealer. Um, so that's the reason we're checking this out. A quick check of the VIN on safercar.gov revealed a no-fix passenger side to cut an airbag refall. In other words, it can't be fixed. Now, the, the first thing that I wonder about, and I didn't mention this, this is an 11-year-old GMC Yukon. We sent out Agent X to try to buy this 11-year-old General Motors manufactured GMC Yukon truck offered for sale. That's an old, old truck. That ammonium nitrate has been simmering in that inflator for a yep. long, long time. High humidity. That's the type of thing that could just blow up. Like a pressure cooker. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's certainly reaching that point. Yeah. And imagine how many people have dropped the ball. This car we found out later in the Mystery Shopping Report went through two other owners. Two other sellers would have had that information on Carfax or AutoCheck, mm -hmm. SaferCar.gov. A lot of people knew that this was a defective airbag without a fix. And this car has been sold, this would have made the third time, three times. People are ignoring dangerous Takata airbags. Okay, here's a report, speaking of the first person, as if I were Agent X. As soon as I had verified the recall online, I called Jaguar Land Rover Treasure Coast to make sure the SUV was actually there. I spoke with Howard, who confirmed they had it and arranged to meet Howard at 11.30. He said he'd have it waiting up front for me. I heard this line a few times. That's the typical uh, burbage they use when I call to see if the car is there. I, uh, I arrived at, uh, I parked my car, I saw it. It was up front, as promised. I walked into the showroom, was greeted in the doorway by a man standing at a podium of some sort. You mm. see podiums in almost all car dealerships. It's part of the way they control things, control you, control you, the customer. I said I was looking for Howard. The man replied, I am he who you seek. <laughs> kind of a biblical thing. <laughs> I have come of. I have come of. Maybe he thought he was yeah. Julius Caesar. I am he. I am Spartacus. <laughs> Welcome to Jaguar. Uh, and you are? Uh, I was amused by his greeting and laughed as I confirmed who I was for him. Howard was very polite and friendly. He asked if I had seen the Yukon when I parked my car. He said we start out by taking it for a spin. And, of course, in all due 
uh, you know, deference to Howard, he was risking his life to take it. Because <laughs> he's going to be on the passenger side, yeah. That shows you how bad Howard wanted to sell the car. Well, that's mitigating evidence. It maybe, is. Maybe he didn't know. It is mitigating. I mean, it's all against it's all against our legislators. Would I get in this car if I was if I thought it was unsafe? <laughs> I mean, take the keys. Yeah. I'll be here. You go ahead. Now, that would really be bad, wouldn't it? If Howard said, "Look, you take the car I for a make a phone call and don't start yeah. it until I'm back in the dealership." That would be yeah. Okay. Or if he doesn't walk near the car. Yeah. It's over there. Here's the keys. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's amazing how we can redirect right. our emotions and with here, something that is and so we're tragic. And laughing, we're laughing it's about tragic. something. Yeah. Like, we got to stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. No, but it, it, it's good that we can redirect right. it, you know. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, what we, would we happen be held if we lost yeah. Howard and Agent X in the same position? I, I feel Jeez. guilty about that. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Well, I know what you would be doing if we lost Agent X. You would be doing the mystery shopping reports no, every no. week. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna look at some. We're gonna look at some Kevlar. Yeah. And, uh, okay, Stu, you take over. I <laughs> <laughs> no. continue of our mystery shopping report of Jaguar Land Rover Treasure Coast in Stewart, Florida. We walked out together, circled the Yukon carefully. Howard talks, I added it carefully. Howard talked as I inspected it. I combined two of the three questions. We always ask these questions, and you should too if you're buying a used car. Um, I asked if it had any mechanical issues and if it had been in an accident. Uh, those are the three questions you always ask. You want to find out if the car's been in an accident, you get a Carfax report. Uh, you ask if there are any mechanical issues. You have to ask these. And the third one, which we will ask later, is if the car has any safety recalls. Now, it does two things for you. Uh, it educates you. It tells you if you should or should not buy the car. Uh, if the dealer lies to you, he has really incriminated himself. Used cars do not have to have the full disclosure, but if he overtly <coughs> lies to you, then he has really buried himself legally. So it's a good reason to ask these three questions. Howard replied that the Yukon had no accidents on the Carfax report, which was true, and that it was mechanically sound, which I think is questionably, and I would say it was untrue. I think you could say that a defective air airbag is a mechanical issue. I mean... Mm. Verbiage, you know, it's a verbiage. Although he did not advise that it was being sold as is with no warranty. We took it in and took it for a spin. It was in great shape, meticulously detailed, uh, which is quite a statement for an 11-year-old vehicle. Uh, it drove and sounded perfect. Howard seemed confident. He knew it was a great vehicle. He asked me a few times how I liked it, and I replied positively every time. We turned to, the, returned to the dealership, and he suggested that we go inside to review everything. The first thing Howard did was review the Carfax. He pointed to the summary section at the top of the report that indicated there were no accidents. He didn't mention the other part of the summary that read at least one open recall. Well, so sure. you really gotta, you really got to believe he saw it. I mean... When you look at it, and I'll hold it up for the camera view, for you view, viewers, if you look at this piece of paper and you can see what we circled there, how could he not see that there was at least one recall? So I think Howard was being dishonest. That's my personal opinion. 
We'll ask you to vote on it after the report is over. Howard asked if I was ready to look at the numbers. I said I was. After asking me how I was paying, I said cash, and if I had a trade, and I said no. He said he would get the price from the desk. The desk is the vernacular for the where the sales manager sits. As he got up, I asked if the price was the internet price I saw, which was 14757 He said he thought so. I asked him if they could go lower, and he replied, not usually, but he would ask. Howard returned with a worksheet. Worksheet is not a buyer's order. It's not a legal document. And uh, presented a price that was, ready for this? I was surprised. $400 lower than what I'd seen online. Usually the online mm. price is not something they'll come off of. And usually the online price is the best price you're going to get. Mm -hmm. This case here, it was $400 lower. He said they were discounting the price since I had driven so far to visit them. That's almost like saying, I'm discounting the price because I like your looks. There's always got to be a justification. Got to be a justification. Yeah, you can't just arbitrarily do it. Exactly. I thanked him and uh, let him review the numbers. They added $199 for accessories pre-printed on the sheet. What were the accessories, dude? There were none. There were none. <laughs> it was just a it was just a hard ad on the uh, on the worksheet buyers order. Yeah. Like, no, that's a sloppy deal. Yeah, maybe there was. I don't they know. could have made up something, but yeah. we didn't see any no, on the worksheet. No. Did we? And, and did Agent X see it on the car? Yeah. We don't know. I got a, a, I got a picture a of the car. Let me look closer here. Okay. How about a parachute? Maybe that's how they pay for the license plate ring they put on it. Yeah. Well, we know <laughs> that the accessories are worthless. Okay. I was just curious hmm. if they care to even come up with any accessories. Hmm. I and got, yeah, I got a picture of the uh, of the window sticker on the car. Yeah. And no, there's nothing clear here. I can't. No, there's no accessories. No accessories. <laughs> and of course, the eight hundred ninety-five dollar dealer fee. Did they call it the dealer fee? Oh, you, you made me lose my spot. That's okay. <laughs> uh, dealer fees, I asked that question because... Dealer do service fee. They call it a dealer service fee. Dealer service fee. fee. We tend to use the word dealer fee. It's a generic term, dealer fee. Very few dealers now are actually using the word dealer fee. Yeah. They call it something else because mm. you're on to it. Yes. And I'm probably guilty that I use the word dealer fee too often. We should probably change that yeah. to non-government fees. Let's, yeah, let's let's put some thought in that. Because yeah. we saw dealers that were putting the word dealer fee on their buyer's order and then putting a big zero yeah. with a dollar sign. They're bragging, we don't charge and a dealer fee. And then right below that, there's yeah. another name. So. Yeah, they changed the name and said, we don't charge that name. Mm. And they should say, we don't use that name anymore. Yeah, yeah. you invoke Shakespeare on one of your blog ar articles. A rose is a rose. Yeah, dealer fee by any other name is yeah. still a dealer fee. Exactly. And then they added uh, $199 for accessories, which we don't know. So they got the 895 and the 199s. So they're really charging basically over $1,000, uh, $1,100 almost in dealer fees. And uh, then they have the government fees, which are legitimate, we, we presume. Although we have seen cases where dealers charged government fees that were not legitimate. We've seen dealers do everything. Howard asked if I was ready to button it all up. I told him I was still not sure. The age of the vehicle, 11 years, a time bomb, mm. ready to go. You know, like watching the movie where the clock's getting down to zero. The little clock's getting down to the time for the bomb to go off. I asked if he could assure me that it was a safe car. He said it was. 
I tried to help him out in something like, I just don't know, it's pretty old. What about safety recalls? So you just hit him right between the eye. Howard suggested revisiting the Carfax report, which I showed you on our streaming video, what it looked like. He could not possibly have mentioned the fact that there was a recall because he did see the fact the car had not been in an accident. And then he said, yeah, it has a safety recall, but you just have to bring it to a GMC dealer and they'll fix it. He said it wouldn't cost me anything. Of course, what he didn't mention is a GMC dealer cannot fix it because there's no fix available. So this is about the most egregious, uh, uh, immoral, dishonest act you can perform. You can, when caught with your pants down, which we caught him with his pants down, lying about the fact that there was a recall, and we called his hand on the recall, he then said, you can get it fixed at the car dealer that sells the GMC Yukons at no cost, and you cannot. Very, very worrisome to me. And I'm still going to pursue to find out who owns Treasure Coast Jaguar Land Rover. If it's Mario Morgado, and I hope it's not, because I like the man and I think he's honest, I will notify him. Okay. Epilogue, another Takata test failure. Uh, Howard didn't say a word about the fault of your bag prompted by Agent X, uh, until prompted by Agent X, and then he denied. Then he told us we could get it fixed when we couldn't. Uh, hardcore deception, uh, illegal acts. Uh, you can't lie about something like that, uh, although you can sell it if you disclose yeah. it. And if you're when you're looking at the Carfax report, it, there is no question that you can't fix this car. It says yeah. right there, status. Remedy not no. yet available. Here it is. That's what he was looking not at. Not yet available. He was looking at this, and there is no fix. And by the way, shame on General Motors. You build a car 11 years ago. You tell me in 11 years you couldn't find an inflator to replace this defective inflator with? Why isn't someone going after General Motors? I mean, I know the answer. You're afraid of General Motors. Uh... You're afraid to go after the big manufacturers because you won't get the support. National Automobile Dealers Association mm -hmm. and car dealers. Yeah. Okay, we're getting grades coming in uh, from our posters. Uh, we will be grading people in the studio. Should we, should we start talking about the grades coming online? Grade if you're on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or what else we got? Uh, streaming online, posting. Please give us I'm, a grade. I'm tabulating the vote right now. Yeah. You grade 8F, fail the dealer, he goes on our do not buy list, and you pass the dealer, he becomes a recommended dealer. Pretty serious. Now we grade on the curve, and we're not looking for perfection. We try not to taint the uh, grades with our followers in the studio, but I think we probably have projected something to you by my words alone. But you, um, you, you carry a big stick out there, and we respect your opinion. We cannot fail everybody, or else you would not have any place to buy a car. And we have more, we have more dealers on our recommended dealer list than we have on the do not buy list. Okay. Let's I, hear some it, scores. Well, the, I'm going to calculate the GPA here. It's point zero zero one, I think. So we have great point average. 
Well, we have John on Facebook. These these are all coming on Facebook. John gives him an F minus. Mm-hmm. Linda gives him a double F. Double F. Ed gives him an F. Martin is an F. Diana F. Steve F. Doug F. And Andreas feeling very generous today. A D. That's how they got the the point zero zero one ah. on the GPA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go around the room, and I think we're we know the answer. Rick, you want to go first? I uh, yeah. I'm going to give him an F. However, if we get a second towards the end, I do have one more final quick question from our YouTube okay. questioners. But yeah, right. we'll, we'll have time. Yeah. Nancy? Plain and simple, F. Um, I'm going to defer my grade to Nancy because <laughs> I knew it was going to be harsh. But, yeah, mm. it's, um, you know, I've been, I give a little benefit of the doubt sometimes, thinking maybe they're not just trained or aware. But when it's staring you in the face and you're pointing yeah. to it and it says remedy not available, mm. and they say, oh, take it down the road. I have no explanation for that. No. Big fat F. Speechless. You know, it, it's a violation of the Federal Trade Commission rules and laws to sell an unsafe product. <coughs> now, I know there's some lawyers out there in uh, streaming land. You're streaming us on YouTube or Twitter. Uh, how is this not a crime? How is this not a crime? Um, just real quick, uh, Frank and Jupiter Farms... Weighed in with an F with a late grade, but somebody texted in here. Uh, Robin Stewart says the guy that owns the, the dealership is a fellow with the last name Tovar. He says he's on the TV and the ads. So oh. Tovar, T O V A R. T O V A R, Mr. Tovar. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Tovar. Thanks, Rob. Uh, let me ask Mr. Tovar. <clears throat> um, you'll hear about this mystery shopping report. Your salesman Frank told the mystery Howard. Shop- Howard, I'm sorry. Who's Frank? Uh, Frank was one of our, our oh, graders yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost got Frank in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Howard, <laughs> Howard told our mystery shopper that there was uh, a recall that could be fixed by the general GM dealer. Right. Howard did not even mention there was a recall when he knew there was a recall yeah. until we asked him if there was a recall. Yeah. So, Mr. Tovar, the owner of Treasure Coast Land Rover Jaguar. What's with this? Yeah, and Agent X actually, he, he was really generous with, with Howard. Normally, he asks the questions at safe. They say, yep, he moves on. This time, he, yeah. he poked him a little bit. He said, what he about poked. recalls? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Uh, Tovar, Howard is he whom you are seeking. Oh, um, By the way, Rob chimed in here again. He says that Tovar is a new owner, so maybe it, maybe it was Mario, and it's uh-huh. changed hands since I then. I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rick, you had a... Uh, Mr. Darkhawk again. Uh, he's asking, I live in Missouri, and my daughter turned 16 recently. She says she doesn't want to get her driver's license because she realizes that insurance cost would be astronomical for her. Is there an insurance company that you know of that offers less expensive auto insurance for teens, and what can we slash she do to help lower her rate? I am unqualified to answer that. I do know that teenage drivers uh, have much higher number of accidents, and that's the reason they get charged more in the family. I would, I would expect. <laughs> <laughs> I got t- now I have teenage drivers. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I expect. I thought you were talking about the fact when you were a teenager uh, in my family. You, you do the, you, you do the collar ring yeah. for me. So. But uh, I think that there's probably, uh, the answer would be this, shop. Uh, there will be an insurance company that will give you a lower price than another insurance company. Go with the lowest price, incorporating your 16-year-old daughter into the plan yep. because there will be a spread, And but it's going to be a lot of money. And I, I have heard all 
this is only rumor, and I wish Alan were here to answer this, and we need to get his input on this. I have heard that for teens, better grades in school, yeah. some companies yes. will give discounts for those teens yeah. that have yeah. higher grades. And females get lower, so <laughs> get lower premiums than males. Sorry, kids. <laughs> so tell, tell your daughter, Mr. Darkhawk, tell your daughter, please work hard in school, get better grades. Yeah. It'll help her insurance rates. Yeah. Okay, we're, just, we're we're getting toward the the end of the show here. Yeah. We we're putting uh, Nancy. <laughs> I have uh, a text message from Mary Louise. She says to me, as a female advocate, when can you tell the ladies when you will include a female in the mystery shopping report? Well, I think that's a great question. I think we're remiss, and we have used females in the past, but not often enough. So, Mary Louise. My commitment to you is to incorporate a female within the next uh, two or three. I got, not three of them, but uh, By the end next of the week. Yeah. But we will, within 30 days, have a mystery shopping report from a female. Thank you very much, Mary She Lewis. must be a regular oh, listener because she did say that she recalled the last time, and it's been quite some time yeah. ago. That's true. Mr. Darkhawk's daughter has a 3.9 GPA. Good for her. Very yeah. good. La- ladies and gentlemen, uh, Thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. We will be right back here next Saturday, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend.